This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week here in the studio is Nick Lamone, sitting right next to me right here. Hi, everybody. It's not an optical illusion. We are um, uh, taking up the same meat space together right now. Also joining us is Sam Claiborne. Hey, everybody. The studio looks awesome. I love the colors you guys got going there. Yeah, it looks okay right now. I like it. And Justin Davis is here as well. Scoop. And we've got a great show for you this week. We'll talk about... E3's, what's the latest, oh. what's going on with E3's attempt to rise from the grave. It's not good news for E3, spoilers. Uh, we've also gotten the first big game delay of 2023 that we'll discuss briefly. But first, Sam, I, uh, I understand you've beaten Dead Space. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I beat, beat the remake. It, it had a fantastic, I couldn't put it down. I, I probably spent 12 hours straight playing it in one of the days the last weekend which felt so good you know i would just get up and and eat once and then go back and play more <laughs> i just had the day to myself and it was so nice but yeah i love it I, I think it's exactly like a resident evil remake like i talked about in the previous week um it's it's the type of game that i just love playing and i want to play more of and the story's corny and, and you know the, the added dialogue and stuff doesn't add anything but the graphics add a lot and the mood adds a lot is is, is done much better and the guns and the and the killing feel so fun and just you just get overwhelmed sometimes and it's great and like I wish I'd started on a harder mode I'm never gonna play through it again on super hard but now I look back and I was like oh I did play through this originally on uh, once and then I played through the original again on like ultra hard mode I, I tr- think I tried to get all the achievements in it and that was really fun so I do recommend it I mean I think it's it's really great and I did that for the Resident Evils as I've talked about so I don't know I think this Resident Evil Eight Resident Evil Two and Three remake are just some of the best 
most accessible, fun games to sit down and play with. They're just smart and beautiful and fun to play. I love them. Yeah. I'm enjoying it too, and I'm at 10 hours right now, so I should be just about ready to wrap things up. Maybe I can do that tonight, actually. Um, what, what weapons are you using the most? I just, whatever I have the most ammo for at the <laughs> moment. I mean, I, I, yeah. I definitely use the plasma cutter. <laughs> Overall, I use the plasma cutter the most. Yeah. <clears throat> I liked maxing out the plasma cutter this time, yeah. which I think a lot of people probably do, but just adding a lot of damage capacity to that and then buying ammo for it all the time was really fun. It's just such a great weapon to use on anything, and you get better at it. It's like, I feel like that weapon I know better than a lot of weapons in other games. It's just great. Yeah. I'm okay. just, it feels so natural. It's just, it's cool that the first weapon you get is the one that probably feels the most satisfying and is probably the most useful. It's ever. also the one, like, the weapon that it feels like the entire, like, roster of enemies is designed around, yeah. like, being able to take down with just the plasma cutter. Yeah. Because there is an achievement for yeah. beating the game using only the plasma cutter, which sounds no way, difficult. No that's so cool. But it, it's pretty straightforward if you just continue to upgrade it. And it just feels good to use. It's yeah. one of the most iconic weapons of all time. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I was originally thinking that would be hard with some of the bosses, but because some of them do have some um, vul uh, invulnerabilities to it. But for those, you have the the gravity uh, or whatever it's called, the, the state what? kinesis. The, the kinesis and you can use, and, and a lot yeah. of boss fights, you can throw stuff at them, and there's like stuff around. So I think that's really clever too. I mean, what like that's what that's what these games take. Is they take balance, and this game constantly assesses the balance of the game and says. Can you survive with two chits of, uh, of health <laughs> left? Probably. And then it like it gives you one health back, you know? And then you're like, that's not enough. And it's, I love that, you know? And like you, I play these games by hoarding, like you do with elixirs in Final Fantasy. Like never use an elixir, right? Yeah, Those are for exactly. the, the end of the game to see, how, to see if you got all six. In this game, it's like, I look at the end, I'm like, I'm really proud I never used all of this important, I have like 15 nodes left over. I'm like, that was probably stupid, but, probably <laughs> but if you plan hard, then you know to use them all, right? Because you have a strategy. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, you're playing it as well. Yeah, I just started. So I'm in chapter two or chapter three right now. Um, mm. I, I played the game back when it came out back on 360, way back when. But, um, and forgive me if I might be retreading old ground, but one thing that just really caught me and the thing that I really love about the game is that it 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 does the remake a la Resident Evil 2 remake in that I know what happens in the game, but it, it kind of rearranges scenarios in a way yeah. that feels very yes. fun and inventive. And I like the idea of choosing what sort of torture you're going to induce on yourself of this like rerouting the power. It's like, hey, you need to power up this elevator, which means you need to reroute the power from the lights or the oxygen. Yeah. What do you want to choose? And, <laughs> so and I'm like, that's such a difficult choice. One, I'm very scared. Or two, I'm about to run out of air and I'm also very scared. So which one do I want to feel a little bit less scared by? Yeah. yeah. It's great. I'll be wrapping that one up soon. Justin, are you still exclusively playing Factoria? Uh, well, almost, Damon. I, um, after a year of not being concerned and not really caring about the eShop shutdown, not very obsessive with my video game collecting or downloading. I just didn't really care that much that like it was going offline. All of a sudden it hit me all at once. I'm like, Oh my God, the eShop shutting down. Like I need to, <laughs> I need to get all those games I was missing out on. And so, um, I went through here. I'll, I have them on my desk here actually. Okay. So I actually have some on my here, some of the evidence of what I've been up to here on my desk. I have professor Layton and the curious village. I have Phoenix, Wright, oh, Justice for all. I have Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. Uh, I have Phoenix Wright, Trials and Tribulations, <laughs> and so on, so on and so forth. I'm not going to name them all by name. And so 
I, um, like I said, I just all of a sudden got super concerned that like, and I was trying to explain this to my wife and she didn't get it at all. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like <laughs> I'm going to have professor Layton's one through four and six, but then I'm not going to have five and I'm going to have no way to buy five. And how weird and crazy is that? And she's like, that doesn't sound important at all. I don't care about anything that you're saying right now, but I've had fun kind of tracking down. I made a spreadsheet of um, like, it, it's less cut and dry than you think because there's some games that are trapped only on the 3DS eShop. They were never ported. They're not available anywhere. But then there's other games, like the Phoenix Wright games, actually are all available on the iOS and Android stores and, you know, accessible and very playable on tablets. And so you kind of got to, like, optimize. You don't have to do this at all, but me being me and my personality, I felt like I had to optimize, like, where is the best place for me to get each of these games? Um, Ended up buying the two new Phoenix Wright games on the Switch, and um, long story short, all of this, all this eShop shenanigans that I've been up to and spending way too much money, uh, <laughs> I ended up buying Professor Layton 1, Professor Layton in the Curious Village, on my iPad. And that's where I'm playing it. Because <laughs> um, they, had, they had HD ports. Is this ports. the Wii and DS eShop? 3DS eShop? Uh, Wii U. Wii and three okay. 3ds e-shops are shutting down um not i mean it is very soon but you still have like you still have like five or six weeks mm-hmm. it's still like march um, right I think yeah so. march 27 and the irony i just think it's funny that like i i've spent a lot of money on the e-shop and acquired these games and bought a couple games on ebay but what it led me to was to the app store and to the very very high quality very well done ports of the original professor Layton trilogy That's and i'm cool. having it I'm having a ton of fun going through Professor Layton in the Curious Village. I love um, that game. That game is wonderful. I got which ask, I didn't remember. Here, go ahead. Were the are the 3DS games still full price? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, always, that's you the feeling just, I got. Yeah. You just missed if you're listening to the show now. The Phoenix Wright games were all on sale for five bucks. Um, which unfortunately that sale has ended. But Professor Layton, the two Professor Layton 3DS games are forty dollars each on the eShop. <laughs> And, and wait, um, sorry, were those only digitally distribu- distributed? The ones um, you needed? I can't remember. I think they're either digital only or if they're a physical release, the physical release is like 200 bucks or something. Now. Oh, so it was, wow. It was, so it's just it like was, a rare 3DS game. Yeah, I, and I can't remember which is which. I do have one um, IGN deals tip. This is Professor Layton and the Spectre's Call, which if that sounds unfamiliar to you, that's because that's the UK release of the fourth Professor Layton game, which that game in the US is incredibly rare. It's like $250. You can't get it. You can't find it. But DS carts are region free and you can still get the UK version on the cheap. So that's what I did. It's actually my only, you know, my only Peggy rated, uh, (laughs) because it's not the ESRB over there, uh, uh, Professor Layton game. And so I um, I was in France when Phoenix Wright came out and I, I that that one I have on like the European version of, and like it's <laughs> it's a bigger case. Yeah, and it it's is like clear. It's really cool. And then um, I uh, and that one like you know it came in every language in the EU. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it looks like. It's just a little puff here. I thought it was really cool on that. Do they and put the yeah. letter? That's U what's great about the DS. You can play whatever spots. you want. Do they put the letter U yeah. in spots you won't suspect? Oh, like, there's, ah. there's colors, <laughs> colors with U's everywhere. <laughs> but that's only and, proper because Professor Layton himself would spell color that way. It's just true yeah. to the, true to the I, manga. <laughs> 
I didn't remember the twist in Professor Layton in the Curious Village until like, you know, when I started playing, I didn't remember. And then like four or five hours in, I'm oh, like, oh, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. <laughs> so yeah. and it kind of makes sense to the theme of that game, which is like people are giving me puzzles a whole lot. What's up with these people? They always give me puzzles. <laughs> yeah, it, it's insane the way that they integrate the puzzles into that game. And so, you know, um, I don't know. That's it. That's all I have to say about that. Cool. That's how I'm going to end every time that I talk on GameScoop from now on. And that's I'm all. I'm all done. I'm all done talking about that. Buy Crimson Shroud before the 3DS <laughs> eShop shuts down. It's a very good RPG. What game is that? Crimson Shroud RPG? is the. It's the Yasumi Matsuno Dungeons and Dragons inspired uh, JRPG. That's eShop only for the 3DS. He's a dude who made Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics Advance, all that stuff. Uh, wow. Very interesting yeah. board game sensibilities in that game. I can make a note. That's a good shout. Crimson another Shroud. really good. Another good. I, I don't. I'm not like maybe next week on the show we could do like a deeper dive on like a, a list of games. But like another really good one to shout out is a 3DS eShop exclusive called Gata Protectors. G O T T A. <clears throat> mm, not familiar with that one. Okay. E3, supposedly coming back this year, I'll believe it when I see it. IGN had a yeah. report this week that should E3 return this June, it will be without the participation of Nintendo or PlayStation or Xbox, which leaves me wondering, what, are we, what are we even doing there? What even, because no other publishers, EA doesn't go to E3 anymore. Uh, well, so it depends, like, you know, there's been, what, I think it was Sony and Nintendo, like, there's, there's not attending E3 at all. We're not going to have any announcements. We're not going to be in the city of LA. We're doing nothing versus these companies that didn't officially attend E3, but they would have a big thing like next door or across the street and they would still have a press conference and still have a Nintendo Direct. Like, sure. there's, there's a very big difference between the two. Like, I don't, I don't care if they're on the show floor or not, or have an E3 affiliated event or not. But if they just pass on like having game news at that time of year, then yeah, obviously that feels very bad. Yes. Certainly, I don't think they're going to skip making any sort of announcements around E3. But I, well, what's the point of actual E3, though, of going to the show floor and having booths when all the big players aren't even going to show up? They're just going to turn it into the lands yeah. between. It's going to be a... Packs, there's already <laughs> packs, which is you know, a really fun show, but doesn't have a lot of big uh, publisher... I, I think you're just going to see a lot of third-party stuff, right? Like Sega, like Bandai Namco stuff, I would assume, maybe? I mean, yeah, they, <laughs> not, no one has been confirmed as of yet. But yeah, the, the heavy, the big three are not showing up. They already have, and they already have like an uphill battle. Because like the people that miss what E3 used to be are like us older, uh, us older, you know, gamers and players that have been in the industry and have been playing games for a long time and you remember following E3 in its prime in the 90s and like early 2000s but like I think some of the younger people it hasn't been uh, that level of glory in a long time so they're like I don't care I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a state of play PlayStation whenever it happens I'll be fine with that I can just watch a Nintendo Direct don't need E3 so they already have an uphill battle they're just gonna, to see, they're just gonna watch what's that Oh, just the younger gamer is going to have somebody watching a TikTok dance, recapping the day's E3 news, yeah. and that's all they—that's all they need. Yeah, or they have a Twitch streamer, and they'll watch them. They'll watch them watch the state of play, and then watch and just get their reactions to it. They want to see how so there is like always the, uh, like just to like a little historical context for E3. <laughs> like a big part of that show was it was a trade show, and the trade show was was so uh, purchasers of video games uh, ahead of the holidays, including. Boys R Us, GameSpot in the United States. You have your own retailers if you don't live in the United States. 
would come and play games and be like, we should order this many units of this for this fall. Like that was an actual purpose of, of that. And with digital distribution, that's, that's gone away so much. So, you know, the trade show aspect of it is going away a whole lot. Um, so yeah. So what, what's the purpose of it? Well, the purpose of it could be a fan convention, which would be like Damon mentioned like packs. So they'd have to make that like really appealing, but it's super expensive to build like a neat booth mm-hmm. and staff it. Right. And so it's like, people don't really want to like do that if they, they're not guaranteed to have this like, you know, huge amount of audience and press coverage, which leads me to my final point, which is that E3 was a good thing for consumers that did not attend because we got to play games. And that meant the game had to be in a playable state. And then we would be able to evaluate it. And that is a consumer service that like, you know, if that if that gets cut out, you just have one less data point in, eh, is this game going to be any good? Should I pre-order this? Which like, you know, some people say don't pre-order games, wait for the review. But like, that's why these events should exist for consumers. Is so like, either they can play it or we can tell you like, hey, this game is not what the developer is saying it is, which is going to happen. Or say, this is the most exciting thing that we saw because it just feels really good to play. You just can't get that from trailers and watching gameplay. They, they show you, you know, we call them bull shots and screenshots. And I think we made up a name for the trailer version of that, but, you know, I can't remember what it was. We, I mean, I think Cyberpunk 2077 won our E3 game of the show, and I'm not poking fun at us. Like, the section of the game that was playable, it wasn't a video, a human was playing it, but we saw a hands-off demo of it. That vertical slice was so polished and so incredible. Oh, my God, and, yeah. and then, that, I mean, it was great. Like, And then the game came out, and it was broken as heck, right? And it took them a year and a half to fix it up. And so I guess the point that I'm building to is, like, I'm trying to remember all my E3 memories are blended up like slowly and steadily over the years. I feel like I personally got my hands on a controller less and less and less often Mm -hmm. at E3. Like you would see videos of games or hands off demos of games. And there definitely were all the way up till the final E3. You know, you could walk up and play games, but like that was not like it was just way less of an emphasis already which just decreases like circling back to the core point of like, are they on the show floor or not? Like, you know, it, the, the vibe had already been shifting over the last decade or so. Remember the breath of the wild booth where it was like one year oh. Nintendo just shut down everything. And they were like, we're just going to have playstations for the, for breath of the wild uh, game. Playstations. Yeah. I mean, not Pl- yeah. <laughs> play space stations. Yeah. Yeah. That was and, so cool. uh, and they did. And then you just go in, I would just loop that line through the day. And I was like, I, I want to play this. What I think it was a time demo as many times as I could, because it was so open-ended and that like absolutely yeah. sold me in the audience in the game. That was such a that was like a company that understood the assignment of like how to build a booth and like what you're doing there and what function it should fulfill. And it was like it felt like, you know, it was like a little preview of like what Super Nintendo Land is like, where like there was a little area with like McCoblins cooking things on a fire in the booth. And like that serves no purpose other than to like look cool and be cool. Like you should don't leave GameScoop. Finish GameScoop. After GameScoop, <laughs> go Google like Nintendo Breath of the Wild E3 booth tour. And it's like, it was the best. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, obviously, PlayStation hasn't gone to E3 in a long time. Um, but Nintendo, even though they started doing their Nintendo Direct instead of a live presentation conference, they still had their booth. And then Xbox, I think, is the real surprising one to mm-hmm. me because they've actually been very vocally, publicly supportive of the ESA, the organization behind E3. Xbox is on the board of ESA, if I'm uh, not mistaken. 
they they participated fully in the last digital E3 that occurred in what 2021. So they're the one that's a big surprise for me. And also, I I would just think. E3 could be important to a lot of publishers because the back half of 2023 is a complete mystery. Mm-hmm. After you know, after the deluge of games comes through June, we don't know anything about what's. I mean, we know that Sony's going to have Marvel Spider-Man 2 at, at some point in the fall, but like, we don't know any release dates for any <coughs> big games that are supposedly coming in the fall. And E3 would be the place to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, if they don't feel the pressure to have a press conference, not a press conference, but just like press materials and, and kind of cov- you know show their hand in June, then they're not going to do it now. And, and, and Nintendo didn't last year. They're just like, we don't need a June Nintendo Direct, and they just didn't do one. And we thought they would, through the whole month, we're like, oh, it must be next week, must be next week. Like, checking your watch, you're like, nope, they just never did it. And so now you know it's possible for Nintendo to completely just skip <clears throat> June. So that wasn't a thing before. That That's new. They would always have a direct. They even had when they weren't in. Uh, 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 they were the first people to not have a you know a press conference in the hall, yeah. right? But they just would have a direct, and it was part of E three. It was E three branded, as we say, and you know it, you would watch it and it would say Nintendo at E three. But if, you know, there's still a door open for those deals to happen. Like there's no way that like you know like things are locked into stone right now. But I think it completely is going to depend on all lineups are like, is there a reason to talk about next year, the year after, and the year after, as there was in the past? A lot of people a lot of people think like now, like, well, video game companies get kind of like punished for that, right? Because they miss their deadlines right. and they delay their games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how much intel are we going to get out of the future going forward? It's really hard to tell. Speaking of Nintendo, side note, has everyone been following along these, uh, the rumors about Advance Wars? One, that it's, two, that it's supposed to yeah. shadow drop, that right? Shadow drop next week. Yep. Next week, a shadow drop. All right. Well, there, there's, they there's, just put out Fire Emblem, though. It makes no sense. There's like there'll be, a, there'll be a month in between them. Isn't there rumors that there's supposed yeah, to be a Nintendo Direct also in well, the yeah. first week of February? Which I'm like, I feel like every time I look at the internet, it's like there's going to be a Nintendo Direct this week, guys. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm every like, month, I don't know yeah, about that. <laughs> and just in case, the, the rumors are just that uh, like people that work at Walmart's report that they've started getting in signage that says Advance Wars 1 and 2 available now. And then they have the okay. instructions to put them up on this date in early February. So that's the reason why. What's the, what's the moniker on that one? Is it a Reboot Camp? Re, yeah, Advance Wars Reboot Camp 1 and 2, right? Or Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It, Can't wait. Yeah. I, like, I've just accepted, sorry. Like, I've just accepted that like I made my peace with the fact that 1 and 2 Reboot Camp was just gone. Like It was just <laughs> never going to be released. And like... The fact, I'm willing to like let a little bit of hope back into my heart that like oh maybe that will be a product that we get to play this year and like if you never played Advance Wars one and two they're my favorite strategy games ever of all time so very good yeah check also, them out incredible sprite work on those original games <laughs> yeah unfortunately not in the reboot but yeah yeah take what we can get I've come around I I, I like the reboot style but yeah I've come around on it I like the sprite combat of. Uh, uh, recent Fire Emblems and they switched over for this and like I the trade-off is interesting but like man the cutscenes look so good and I don't even want to watch them <laughs> they look so good yeah, I, I cannot believe the Switch looks that it's like Metroid um, like you know those 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 30 frame or 60 frame portions of Metroid where you're like whoa the Switch can do some cool stuff like think how much hard, harder they have to work on that system to do that too mm-hmm. which is funny but there's some wizards internally at Nintendo making that stuff. Yeah. In any case, I don't know what E3 is going to be 
this year. Uh, I'll be interested to see what, what they're able to pull off come June. Without, I hope we all get to be in LA together. That'd be fun to do well, a we, game scoop from LA. Still, but, right? I suspect that we're going to be I mean, plenty busy around June. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll still be. That's the thing, is that with all the games out, like I feel like we're going to have to be covering a bunch of games at you know and on our respective offices over a longer period tough. of time too because yeah. now we're in the era of everyone has their own direct or their own live stream presentation it just yeah. extends out the summer game event season to basically be the entirety of summer so i'm like oh my gosh i've been working so much kind of a summer i mean game. we're up to that ah <laughs> i like that we should we should throw some branding on that i like it I was looking at like doesn't the first like pre E three thing isn't it like the Wednesday before now which means that like if you're a journalist coming into town like oh it's like a t it's like a ten day commitment to like be in downtown LA. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hey, now. <laughs> All right, uh, in other news from this week, the first big game delay of 2023 was Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Pushed back six weeks, not the end of the world, but a bummer for people like myself who are greatly looking forward to that game. Now it's coming out April 28th, just the same day as Dead Island 2, and that will be a very easy decision for me. <laughs> yeah, but it's here. not the same day or same week as Resident Evil anymore, which is really helpful. Yeah, that is true. So now we can just focus, at least I can, my entire March can just focus on Resident RE4. Evil 4 which I continue to get more and more excited about. I cannot wait. Yeah. Um, 
Jedi Survivor also, April 28th, is just a few days before Redfall. So I don't know if Redfall should be uh, yeah. worried about that at all. Yeah, and I don't know if Redfall should be on my single-player radar. Despite watching basically everything they've done with it, I still don't understand. But that's okay, because Deathloop, I did not understand what the heck that game was until I played it, and then I loved it. So I'm going to give it some time. Arcane can do no wrong in my eyes. I've loved yeah. every single one of their games. They're, they're immersive sim, just sandbox-style games just really speak to me on a fundamental level. Yeah. I'm like, they only make the games that I like in, in a very specific way. So I'm like, yeah. Please, I, I, give me those vampires. I will kill them. I, I agree with you. It's, my only concern is that this one is built around co-op. So just if, right. If, if it's still, if it's as fun to play all by myself, then I'll be on board. Remains to be seen, I guess. But also, the other news out of EA is that they apparently canceled the single-player Titanfall game. This Titanfall Three was called. The code name was what? Titanfall <coughs> Legends, I believe. Yeah, it's set in the yeah, Apex so Legends sad. Titanfall's universe because it's a shared universe. Spoilers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So but it's, how can you? What does it mean to cancel a game that was never announced? <laughs> it's just to just then, to build hope Ubisoft that it could have happened, and then yeah. it just dashes it. Because I feel like they've done that uh, before, it, where they were like, "Yeah, we were working on a Titanfall three, but nah, we killed it." And they're just like, well, "You didn't need to know that, but we wanted to let you know, you know." <laughs> it's tough to like. I mean, I said that half as a joke, but there is some like kind of, you know, when is something get out of like the prototype phase? Like we have a few people sort of tossing something around, like, "Nah, this is real." It's like, "Nah, we're we're gonna kill it after all." Like, but it was never announced, and it's like, "Yeah, I don't know." <laughs> it's like. Yeah. It's a little bit, I, I think it's one that stings just because people really, really have an affinity for Titanfall 2 and like that universe and that lore and that team is just, you know, so talented and kind of hasn't had a miss yet that like it, it, it seems to be, I've been kind of trying to like figure out why this one has hit people harder, this news. And, and they specifically called it out as a single player experience, which I think hurts a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. <laughs> it's EA is such a funny company because they have this reputation, of course, for just putting out the same uh, sports games every, year after year. They've bungled their huge uh, properties like Battlefield. Um, and then they've been like openly um, like anti-single-player gaming like as a, as a company in the past. Yet they put out some of the most well, refined single-player games of all time. Like, like, Jedi, so like Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. you have yeah. Dead Space, you have Titanfall 2, like yeah. all fundamental, like beloved single-player campaigns. That, and maybe it's our bubble that we all like are in a video game bubble that we all like similar games, but like people just can't shut up about Titanfall 2 and for right. good reason. Yeah. Like it's a fantastic single player experience. So to deny us that it just feels wrong. It hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So there was the, the company, I would push back a little. It was just the one tweet that then like, you know, somebody popped off on social media and then the company had to immediately, you know, hat in hand, but like walk it back. You're forgetting like, the old comments that was John Ricitello where they were like, they canceled the Star Wars game. It was it was shaping up to be a long, narrative-driven single-player game, so we canceled it. Uh. And also, like a big reason why <laughs> Battlefront Two put so much emphasis on a single-player experience mm -hmm. in the thing, because the original Battlefield just didn't have that. Yeah. Or, well, to be fair, he also apologies. doesn't even Battlefront is what I meant to say. He doesn't even work at EA anymore, Damon. They're a different company. I know. Just, that's this is part of their track record and reputation. Um, yeah, now, of course okay. we know that fair enough. I don't know why I'm like I don't I don't need to carry water. For EA. It's fine. <laughs> they can defend themselves. <laughs> a year ago, we learned that EA is working on three new Star Wars games at Respawn. All all are happening at Respawn. There's the sequel to 
uh, Fallen Order, and then there's a first-person shooter, and then there's a strategy game. So maybe they're just maybe those are going well, and they just didn't they don't have time to, to work on a single-player Titanfall game as well. Curious about the first-person shooter. At first, I, I've heard of that, which sounds awesome because I, I, I mean, I love Republic Commando. So if they do something yeah. in that vein, that'd be pretty sick. But and also, I'm not a big RTS guy, and I know people love Empire at War as like this yeah. marquee RTS title. So if those people get another one of those, I'd be very happy for them. I would too. Yeah, an RTS with like space battles would be really cool. If it's planet side, I'm not. I personally won't care. Mm. <laughs> That's an interesting... Because it's going to be Naboo. I don't care about that. <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to be no, on Naboo. No, it's going to be Hoth and Naboo. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. Yeah, there's only three planets in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, if judging by the movies, uh, 90% of it will be on Tattoo. <laughs> you, know what, why don't they, you know what's underrepresented? We don't ever get Dagobah. We get Hoth. Oh, a million and well, one times, but like, is gonna we don't, I don't, no, that's going to be a survival game It'd where you have dinos- to build a fort in the swamps of Dagobah. <laughs> yeah. You've got to avoid some weird know. snakes and, and eat some snakes <laughs> and stuff. Dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, and some, some evil cave. Um, yeah, okay, good point. Yeah, but like, I don't know, it could be like, it could be like Spore. <laughs> You've entered the evil cave. You will take gradual health damage the longer you are in the cave. I don't know where I'm going. With Thank this. you. In um in Lego Star Wars, this a really the the show that I watched with my kid. There's a great joke when they in Empire when they land on the asteroid inside the giant space lug, and they come out wearing like oxygen masks and they're like, "Let's see yeah. if this is the one place in the galaxy that doesn't have a breathable atmosphere." <laughs> nope, it's fine. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. okay, it's been seven days since we record the last episode of the GameScoop. That means that 26,000 games have since been released onto the Nintendo eShop, <laughs> which means that it's time once again to check in with the Nintendo seal of quantity. You know, It's been such ooh. a bountiful year. I, I can't if believe it, it. Like we're doing this uh, segment a lot. I check every week and I wouldn't do it if there weren't more amazing games <laughs> okay. that I just have to call attention to. I would, I, it's my duty. I'd be doing... I, I, we're just giving games such good publicity now through GameScoop that they're just releasing them at a higher clip. They're shoveling they're, faster, as, as you'd say. They're called Scoop Bait. <laughs> they're just making Scoop Bait games now. We'll talk about this on yep, GameScoop. Totally. Uh, viewers, listeners, the Nintendo Seal of Quantity is your assurance that absolutely no one is watching the Nintendo eShop. Anything can be released there. Anything. Games like, let's begin. Where to begin this week? Games like Anime Girls Camping Trip. Now, I'm hold listening. your horses. I'm listening. This game is rated E for everyone. There's nothing scandalous. Okay, okay, here. okay. Woo. Anime oh. Girls Camping Trip is $4. And the description is The day of camping with friends has arrived. Prove to be the memory of the group. It's up to you to prove that you know all the rules of camping. And hopefully, Ryan brought all uh, the rules. Hopefully, my, Ryan got screens of the games that we can pull up here. Oh, yeah. Anime Girls Camping Trip. Camping with girlfriends mm-hmm. is one of the most exciting experiences of adolescence. Prove that you know all the rules of camping perfectly. Don't make a mistake. If you fail, they will know and you won't prove your memory. Unveil the <laughs> secret question that the girls will ask you in question 150. Kind of a spoiler there. I mean, oh, on the count of three, yeah. everyone said the first rule of camping. We all know it, right? <laughs> Anime Girls Camping Trip. What's the gameplay? What do you do in the game? You 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 talk to the girls. They Nick, ask, they part of the you. segment is that you'll you'll never know. You'll, you'll just never know. never know. They quiz you about what what your camping knowledge is. Wow. Yep. The camping the rules the camping rules. Yep. Of course. Prove your memory. 
Okay, the next one is... Yeah, I believe it's uh, take only pictures and leave only... What is it? Memories? <laughs> Wait, what do I, I can't remember the camping. There is a camping rule. I thought it was pack it in, pack it out. Pack it in, pack it out. That's a good camping rule. See, we can come up with some camping rules here. <laughs> I mean, we didn't come up with that. That's a... <laughs> Are you trying to see your memory we right can now? <laughs> Yeah, we can pack extract it, them from our own memories. Yeah. Pack just it like, in, pack it just out. like just that so... time at camp, remember y'all? <laughs> what? Well, camping, camp. camping with girlfriends is one of the most exciting experiences of my adolescence. Okay, well, do you one. think we could do uh, goose camping with girlfriends? Could that be the, the title that we aim for? Maybe for our first we could camp? do a tie-in with anime girls. Goose camping trip. There you go. Goose Ooh. camping. Okay, I once had a, we had a raccoon steal an entire bag of marshmallows from our campsite, so I don't know what that counts for. One time I saw a raccoon standing up on its hind legs and it just stood there like a little man. <laughs> hey, this, this is my site. It just stood there. It was kind of like sniffing there and looking right at me, but it just, it just didn't stop standing. Dominance. Cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I offered it shorts, tiny shorts. But... Some say the raccoon is still standing there to this day. <laughs> okay, our next intro this week is <clears throat> Air Jet Fighter Combat Europe Fly Plane Attack. Put <laughs> you back $5. Air Jet Fighter. Tells you everything you need to know. Air Jet Fighter Combat Europe <laughs> Fly Plane Attack. Hey, there's some screenshots down there. Yep. Oh, there we go. Now, see, there no, we go. This game doesn't look that bad. It's a realistic 3D aerial. It's combat like game. the. Remember the recent Afterburner? No. There's was, no way the game looks like that. <laughs> it was like eight or ten years yeah. ago. Uh, the description is, A bunch of opponents are not afraid of you if you are on a new high-speed <laughs> fighter. Many missions with a theme, shoot or be shot down, will keep you on your toes. Realistic graphics, excellent planes, maneuvering like real ones, turn the game into a real battle for survival. With knocking down your enemies, you will experience all the thrill of the game. Welcome to Air Fighter Air Attack. So... That's I mean, the name. wait, wait, that's a yeah, different yeah, no, name. Yeah. <laughs> the title in the eShop is Air Jet Fighter Combat Europe Fly Plane Attack, but then they say, Welcome to Air Fighter Air Attack. Just a localization. Ah, okay, there. so you can see the evolution of the keyword stuff there. They're like, No, we got to add more keywords. Air to Fighter the Air Attack doesn't have nearly enough keywords in it. Watch out, Ace Combat. Okay, you guys like <laughs> keywords in your titles? How about. <clears throat> <laughs> Animal Supercraft, Maker Word Simulator Deluxe Game 2023. <laughs> 2023. Yeah. 2023 edition. This one is only $2. It already looks like a game that okay. would be in a movie. Okay, wait, wait. Moran, go back to that. Uh, okay, let's, let's set the scene here. I want it for our, our listeners, I need to describe what this game looks like. You are like a lumberjack with an axe. It's a, you're in a 3D space. There are some anthropomorphic animals approaching you with like axes or sledgehammers and shields. <laughs> You're at the base of a castle. On top of the castle are like some piranha plant Venus flytrap things. And also some giant bugs are flying at you. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. This is a little bit like an E-rated version of the forest. It looks like that it, it looks like that deer was going to beat you to death with that sledgehammer. <laughs> That's what it looks like he's coming to do. Uh, so it says So if on if on 20 questions we asked you, is this a simulator, a maker, or a, or, a, or a word game, you would just have to say yes. Yep, yes, yes. So it says Animal Supercraft. And then it still wouldn't help us. Animal Supercraft is a 2.5D platform game where you take the role of a woodcutter in the forest where you fight various animals in three different locations. 
Would you like to experience your endurance capabilities in various extreme situations? If yes, then Animal Super Craft Maker Word Simulator is the ideal game because that's a resource management strategy game about survival and consequences. We play as a lumberjack who went to the forest. Along the way, he meets animals with different types of weapons. Each animal has its own behavior mm -hmm. and characteristics. Actions take place in three locations. Forest. There is a forest itself, a mountainous area, and a cave. Inside a tree, and the final level is an animal castle. At the end of each location, spoilers. A, at the end of each location, there is a boss. At the end of the game, he returns to his home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad that that was he clarified for us. That happens at the end of Dead Space, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, no, it doesn't. Unless they change it for the remake. You got to beat the game on New Game Plus <laughs> to get that ending. So, um, what? So. Okay, so so uh, with all of those game genre descriptions, including Word yeah. in the title, it's an actually just a platformer. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. So we, it's not we, a maker. It's not a crafting game. It's not a simulator. It ain't deluxe. <laughs> it's just Animal Game twenty twenty three. Yeah, and we disagree on that. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what Word is doing in the title here. Maybe they just put a word, another That's... word in it. We need another keyword. Just put Word in. Yeah, forgot to fill that one in. Okay. This next one is extreme. Next game. Chain car stunt simulator, 3D extreme highway car driving games. <laughs> Chain car. Yeah, Chain course. car. So two cars Classic. are racing. It's like, um, uh, what, what's it called when, when you're like the drag racing? Drag but race. they're connected by a giant chain. All right, back. I'm in. I'm chain in. Chain car stunt yeah. simulator. So I haven't personally heard of chain car racing. I haven't either. But maybe it's a thing. Did they invent it just for this? Well, game? I mean, if you haven't heard of it, you clearly just aren't in that scene. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. See, clearly you don't hang out in the LA River at midnight. <laughs> I'm not a, a chainer. Yeah, you gotta always keep your switchblade <laughs> at hand for a chain car. The, the chained and the furious. <laughs> the description is chain. Or, uh, this is the latest gaming attraction with all new car racing mania adventure in town. So be prepared to break. Well, look the at chain. that! Those, those cars are chained yeah. together. Be prepared to break the chain, as it is a real challenge and test of your core driving skills. Now, look at this one. There's like a semi truck and a tank that are chained together. Yeah. Well, I will say, name don't lie. I mean, yeah. yeah. I kind of, I kind of want this one. It does what it says. I, the concept is intriguing to me. Two cars yes, go fast, agreed. one goes faster, and it destroys other cars. I'm in. <laughs> Justin, put this on the to save when the Nintendo Online Shop. Yep. Is, is <laughs> yep. I'm, I, I'm taking notes. Uh, the description says, "Do you like chained car games where you have to drive them <laughs> on tricky tracks?" If yes, I didn't welcome, think I did. Welcome to the new chain car stunt simulator 3D. The main idea of the game is to drive and race the car against the chain car with a breakable chain. A real challenge here is that you have to follow the chain car without breaking the chain to the finish line. Several modes, mm. locations, and cars are available in the game that diversify the atmosphere during its use. So get into the driving seat of thrilling trained cars. To enjoy endless chain break adventure on real highway impossible tracks, accept the impossible challenge of driving luxury sports cars and trucks in this impossible chain cars game and win races against racing rivals and be the ultimate breaker of the chains master of chain car stunts in 3D. <laughs> well, what a box. Well, crazy. you know what's nice? If you're just racing one other car and you're chained to it, really it can only be a close second no matter what in the worst case scenario. <laughs> You can just Break. take your hands off the wheel, a close second, no matter what. So, a lot of these games come from the same publisher. Yeah, I don't believe you. Yeah, and, and they're all kind of like vehicle driving games, usually, of some sort. 
But they have yeah. another one out this, this week that looks like a departure for them. Um, this one is called Tales of Shinobi Fantasy Magic Anime World Fight RPG Simulator. Oh, you said all the right <laughs> words for Nick. Nick's done. <laughs> <laughs> Let me download this one. Mm, tell me more. Well, I, have a, I, have an, I have another complaint about uh, the chain game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, in the chain game, uh, so uh, everybody always criticizes racing games for having rubber banding effects. <laughs> so they said, let's let's take that and make it a feature, but worse, yeah. which is kind of like, you know, taking a game and being like, well, let's just make a game called Fetch Quest to just, you know, you're just going to run errands for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Which might be what Tales of Shinobi Fantasy Magic Anime World Fight RPG Simulator is. Yeah, I don't know what's being simulated here. Um, the description was not very amusing. No, nothing really notable to say about the description now. All games are similar. So I, I guess Shinobi's not a license, huh? Uh, <laughs> no. Can't, can't trademark the word Shinobi, I don't think. I mean, they did, though, right? On PS2. What do you mean they trademarked it? <laughs> Wasn't Shinobi a, like a PS2 game to do with the red scarf, the big yeah, giant yeah. one? But, I mean, it's like, but it's, it's just, just somebody's name. Like, you it's can't like, trademark the name Ninja. Yeah. Well, what if you could, though? <laughs> Are you saying I could put out a game called Ninja Gaiden? <laughs> I mean, it's just Ninja Side Story. <laughs> so. You could try, right? You could try. <laughs> Okay, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners. Well, howdy. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, Gamescoop. I don't know which camera to look at. That's why I'm looking at <laughs> Gamescoop at IGN.com. <laughs> Just like Tony Kilbrew did. Killabrew? Killabrew. One of those. Oh, says, you got me so excited there for a sec. What? Why? Oh, yeah. Too, I don't know. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> you know if I'm going to be saying that, Tony. Yes. Says, What's up, yeah. Scoop? I just started listening a month ago, and I've been listening to your shows from 2011 onwards <clears throat> on Spotify Whoa, during wow. my commute to work every day. I'm listening to new shows as well. I really enjoy the podcast, and I wanted to send in a question. If y'all were given $200 to purchase one retro gaming console with a game, what console would it be and what game? Oh, man. Do we, by the way, if he's starting from 2011 and then like wrote in his question, is he not going to know we read it off for like another year and a half <laughs> when he's caught up? current with new episodes too. But uh, so he's bopping back and forth. Yeah. So he's doing the new I'm one, then going back and yeah, got it. Uh, the answer is always virtual boy. I need a, I, I have two. I could always use another one. <laughs> of course, I want to, I want a copy of Nestor's Funky Bowling. Yeah. I have one that it's sealed in the box and I can't play it. Yeah. How much does a Virtual Boy go for? About that. About two hundred. About um, Yeah, I, I would all. If yeah, right. Very few of them work. You have to, unless they're repaired now too. They have this uh, problem with the, the monitors. There's two little monitors in there and a bad ribbon cable. Mm -hmm. Also, I'd like a. I, I passed up on a Turbo Graphics for about that with a stack of games, and I will always oh, regret it. Yeah. Like fifteen games, like some rare ones too. With Splatterhouse I, in there. I, I, I don't think so. I think it was weirder than that. that that's, but, you know, that would be a good pick for you, Damon. Splatterhouse and a TurboGrafx-16. I'd come I already, over and play it. That'd be fun. Except I already owned that, so. that That's my answer. Yeah. I've, that's my... I've, I've actually never owned a TurboGrafx-16 growing up, and I always wanted one. And I have recently revisited it now that I'm an adult mm -hmm. uh, with mm -hmm. disposable income. And I have decided to play through Rondo of Blood okay. and Splatterhouse. Cool. And, man. Cool. Real good games, yeah, real well. good time. Yep, <laughs> that's my choice. Turbo Graphics, Rondo of Blood, Turbo Graphics 16. Can't emulate a VB though. The Virtual Boy, man. 
Can't get that on your. Uh, we have your a Virtual Boy somewhere in the IGN LA office, and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that knows it exists. Well, Are you not sure. Anymore? <laughs> All right, you're, you're gonna have to, okay, Nick, this is serious. Get that thing, open it up, and, and there should pro if there's a controller with it, take out the batteries. It's so hard to clean out all the corrosion into those things, and maybe there's a chance that they were put in the last like three years or something. Right after you this. Everybody out there, don't store your batteries in your old controllers or your systems. No. They, they will turn green and leak, and and ruin more things than just the battery case. They, Get them out can, of there. They can they can do a lot of damage. PSA. Mm -hmm. Also, the stand is hard to find for a virtual boy now. Hmm. Usually, you just find the red thing. <laughs> the red thing. I would get a Sega Saturn because I never owned a Sega Saturn, and I think yeah. uh, that's about one hundred and twenty bucks. I think on eBay, and then I would get Shining Force Three. Oh man, because I love the, I love Shining Force. I love tactics games. And I think I would have enough money to also get a game called Princess Crown, which I've never played, but it's from the guy behind Vanillaware. Mm. Okay. And so, yeah. like, Dragon's Crown. And, Odin's uh, Sphere and all that jazz. Yeah. And it's a Sega CD game that looks like that. that it's called Princess cool. Crown. Sign me up. That sounds great. It's very cool. I, cool. I would love to get shmups like Battle Garega and Batsugan, but they go for, like, more than $200 just on their own. Mm -hmm. so, I just replayed Battle Garega. so good, man. Yes, I know. I know. I gotta check that out. Uh, Saturn was my answer too, and for the same reason, I've I own every almost every video. The only video game consoles I haven't owned from the 16-bit era up are the Saturn, and I, I never got a PS Vita. So um, either one of those, and probably the Saturn, given my proclivities, and have to get Knights. Um, you know, would have to get yeah. Panzer Dragoon. And there's you know there's some classics on Saturn. The Saturn version of um, Symphony of the Night actually has exclusive areas and content not in the ps version mm -hmm. and that's the version that actually gets ported and played more often so i'm always really fascinated really? Yeah. Maria, yeah i brought it up on scoop before how fascinated i am with like you know sometimes and i'm not going to call the ps version inferior but sometimes an inferior version of a game or a different version of the game is the one that gets ported through the ages and then there's like some alternate history version of a popular really well-known video game kind of trapped on an older console and that's always something i'm really fascinated by yeah. I'm double checking. Isn't um, Sega Saturn where Tomb Raider was first released? Yeah, it was released like really? a few weeks before the wow. PlayStation version. That's cool. crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a, uh, a an entire like series of platforms I'm slowly discovering now that I'm an adult and I was never a Sega guy growing mm. up. So now I'm righting all the wrongs of my youth and playing through a bunch of old Sega games. Lots slowly of but surely. Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, yeah. Genesis is a uh, yeah. Genesis, Turbo Graphics, and well, it's not. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, Saturn as well. Okay, that brings us to video game twenty questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Andrew in Belfast, Ireland. And real quick, Justin, I picked last week's twenty questions game specifically for you, forgetting that you weren't going to oh. get the show. It was oh, sorry. It was Infinity Blade. Oh, I would have. Ooh, I don't know if I would have got it because we don't do mobile very often. But they, they got it. Made by the Fortnite developers. <laughs> the Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite The first mobile <laughs> game that gamers took seriously. <laughs> okay, Andrew yeah. from Belfast, Ireland. Let the questioning begin. Can you? Sorry, I don't mean to derail us. Can you? Like, if you open the App Store, can you like download and buy not, Infinity Blade? Or they just they're all gone? All gone. three were removed in 2019. What? <laughs> 
Oh, are they on my iPad? Oh, I, I gotta <laughs> check gonna download them all right now. Epic Games would have enough money to figure out how to keep those games available. But nope. Apparently not. Fortnite money oh. can't bring back Infinity Blade. For the, for the <laughs> listeners at home, you can't see the desperation in Justin's face. <laughs> what? It's like, like, it's just weird. Like, it's not like they were, like, they were big hits. <laughs> they were important they mobile games. Important mobile yeah. games. Man, video games are kind of the worst sometimes. Like nothing else has this problem. You can still, I can still download fucking like Hamlet. Like it's hundreds <laughs> of years old. Wow. Okay. It's hard to watch the Garbage Pail Kids movie unless it appears on YouTube recently. <laughs> unless it, it got recently reissued. Yeah. And then if you, I, I recently copy, it's still want, hard yeah. to watch the Garbage Pail Kids movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I went through that with, um, I really, really wanted to watch Hard Boiled over Christmas break and like it's not streaming anywhere and like it's fine, you can rent it, but it's like, it's just, yeah, it is true that some movies can get kind of hard to find. Um, anyway. Was it made <laughs> before 2000? No. Is it available? To, can you play it on the Nintendo Switch? No. Was this a console exclusive? Yes. For Nintendo games? Nintendo systems? No. Was it exclusive to a PlayStation system? Yes. That's five. Is it an RPG? Is it exclusive to it? Is it exclusive? Yeah, go ahead. Is it an RPG? No. Is it exclusive to an even numbered PlayStation system? No. <laughs> <laughs> What was the year? Was it 2000 or 2010? 2000. 2000. So it's not so it's not a PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 4. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty clever. Is it exclusive to a or it could be like a very late PS1 game or something weird when it's not. Um it was this exclusively a PS3 game? Yes. Exclusive PS3. Not a lot of those. Yeah, what a weird console. Is it it's a very, shooter? Very heavy console. What's that? Is it a shooter? It's not a shooter. Mm. So it's not resistance. It's not kill zone either. No. <laughs> no. So Heavenly Sword probably. Mm. Uh, was this published by Sony? Yes, it was. And maybe, that's 10. Maybe it is Heavenly Sword. <laughs> yeah, it could be Heavenly Sword. There's like, I don't know, there's like Starhawk. I don't know if you call that a shooter. 100%, 100% yeah. Oh, yeah, because that is flying and some shooting. There's Lair. It's like a dogfighting game. Yeah, Lair. And that's it. It's only those. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've named them all. Gran Turismo is probably a PS3 Twisted Metal. Nobody knows. Okay, Damon, have we mentioned the series yet? No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, PS3 exclusive. Okay. Hmm. Was this game made in Japan? No. Oh, okay. So maybe it's just... Uh, the Naughty Dog. Yeah, Uncharted. God of War. Crash, not Crash, Sly? Um, is this the first game in a series? No. <laughs> why, did he, why did he say it like that? It's not, what does that mean? It's not the first game in a series. Maybe it's like God of War Ascension, which I'm pretty sure is like prequel. <laughs> does this have sequels? No. Damn. Okay. So maybe it's PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. 
But that was on the Vita as well. Game? How do you? What? Really? <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I owned Nobody it. Nobody remember. <laughs> Nobody knew that. I think it, I don't know if that. I don't know was if it, can count that. That was a PS4 game anyway, wasn't it? That was developed. Well, I don't know who developed that game. That was actually. PS3, I think. I really get. The older I get, the console gen, I can't, I increasingly can't remember what was like PS3 versus PS4 and US so on. developed Sony published PS3 games. Not a lot of those. What about like Flower or that or that game company? That game company. What's the Journey? Journey is that US developed, right? Or at yes. least it's not Japan developed. Yes, and I think Sony published them. Were those all downloadable games? Yeah, they were. Yeah, I, I, I think that they. Eventually, like maybe they got physical releases. They did eventually these do games, a, a box release. Yeah. When these they games start, were, maybe. when these games first came out, were they primarily thought of as being like downloadable titles? This game. This game. <laughs> when this try to say it again. Well, here, here's what I'm trying to get around is I think that Flower and those games eventually will released on a physical medium. No, no, you, I, you did it. No, you, that was the right question. Yeah, when these games originally released... When this they, game, when this when, game was originally released. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, my bad. When this game was first released, was it a downloadable release? Yes. Was it downloadable? Was it considered a downloadable game? Yeah. Cool. And that's I 15. think we got it. Uh, do, you, do you play as a... I, wait, I almost said do you play as a flower, but I think <laughs> in flower you play as the wind. <laughs> I don't really know. I think you do play as the wind. I think you're right, Justin. <laughs> wait, 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 wait is, is the company called That Game Company? Yeah. Is this a and That they, Game Company game? No. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so, but it's a downloadable, so we what have... What if it's like we Echo have, Chrome um, or something? <clears throat> yeah, yeah we have... Jump. It could be... Uh, it, we have house no house mark um they made their geometry wars version it's called oh, what's it called oh my star, god i love that star something planet something yeah it's on the tip of my it's right on the tip of my Next. tongue and there's what, also there's also like fat princess fat princess we've had before that would be a good one that was a psp lead game i think but it was on ps3 also what's the What's the house mark shooter? I know everything about the game. I can picture it, and I even remember how the controls work, but I can't. And that, like the, that wasn't for PS4, for sure? Yeah, it was PS3. Well, no, not for sure, because I don't trust my brain to know anything for sure, for sure anymore. It was like on it, a sphere, right? Yeah, it was on a sphere, exactly. I, Maybe that was a PS4 launch game. That was a PS4 launch, game. PS4 launch game, the one with a bunch of pretty particle effects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a PS4 launch game. I know which one you're talking about. Okay, that's good. Okay, Sony published though. Dude, there was a lot of weird. So, what was that? There was the Tokyo Zoo, the animal game, that weird uh, those animal are all game. Japan developed, so we can dismiss those. Right. I, I, including the one where you're that very tiny person that's a superhero right. that corrals zombies. Yeah, dude, I, I have a real soft spot for those games. Like, I feel like XBLA gets all the attention, but there was so much like esoteric stuff on PSN too. Okay. Yeah, I had that game. I like that game. The Crowling Zombies game. Man, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Maybe um, I don't know who made that, though. I don't yeah, dude, nobody does. I don't know how to... I don't know where to go from here. I don't either. Could it be a, a racing or puzzle game? Like, <sighs> oh, it's a series. What was the... So, this is... This was... 
The answer was yes, this was the first in its series, or no, it was not. I already it, don't know. It's just, it's a one off, so it, we, we had to clarify. There's no sequels to it. Damon, have we named or alluded? I don't, I don't, never mind. I, how many questions do we have left? Three questions and a guess. <clears throat> Is it worth asking again? Can we ask the same question twice? Like, now have we named or alluded to the game? You could ask that. I'm down. Ask okay. Me. Have we have we either named or alluded to this game now? No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cool. Great. Cool. Uh, Sony published downloadable PS3 game not made in Japan. Dude. Oh, what about, about Little Big Planet? And then like Cutaway, Tearaway, like those type of games. Tearaway. Could be Tearaway. Can't be Little Big Planet because that was on a you know that was a physical release. Mm-hmm. Tearaway maybe, although Tearaway I, I was also on I, a mo- Vita. Yeah, I what? think about that as a handheld game mostly. And then what about Unfinished Swan? That was a PS4. That's a good one. Isn't that a PS4 Are you thing? sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's three. No, no, that's got to be. I think it's multi-plat because I definitely owned it on a PS4. It was a free PS Plus thing. Who made it? It was... Uh, Nobody knows. Yeah, I don't remember. Europeans? <laughs> I think so. I, mean, it's, I don't think it's Japanese is what I'm saying. I'm not sure, though. Well, we asked if it was Japanese. Oh, that game. No, I don't think that game was. Um, Unfinished Swan was really good. Would you call... Well, I don't know how to say... You keep, I don't know how to narrow stuff to it because you play as a human. Is it? Oh, it's first person. Yeah. Is this a first person game? No. <clears throat> One question and a guess. Do we want to like? No, not art style. Wasn't there like I'm like I'm 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 trying to go. I don't have the same memory palace Sam has. It's just a mess up here. But like I have like weird scattered memories of playing some like Smash TV clone on the on the on PSN. Wasn't there like a like Dead Planet or something, which was another like it was I think it's from the people who made like Bit Trip Runner and stuff like that and it was like a weird Yeah, there but are, I don't think well, Sony Sony no. wouldn't have published it. There's like there's soundscapes and there's all the there's the Pixel Junk games. Yeah, Pixel Junk. Does Sony publish those? Pixel Junk. I I think so. Well, actually maybe not. Maybe those are all on <laughs> Xbox too. I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe it's sound it could be it could be sound sound is it sound shapes or sound soundscapes? Shapes already, is a good guess. Sound that's, shapes. That's not bad. Dude, and sound sha- sound shapes ruled. I don't know. I feel what that like is. it was just this really weird it was sort of a little bit like rhythm heaven where like just these it's hard to describe verbally, but just weird little rhythm minigame moments. Mm. That like were very artsy and interesting. And you don't um, think it's Japanese, like Loco Roco? I, I think and, and I think Katapon? Sound Shapes is Japanese, though. Oh, I don't. Know. I don't know. I think that's the closest. Well, we still got one more. Yeah, it, it, we have okay. Here's my here's my plan. We have one question and a guess. Mm-hmm. I want to ask the question if it's a pixel junk game, and if not, then we'll guess Sound Shapes, and if it is, then we have to guess a pixel junk junk game. I'm, I'm down. Is it Pixel Junk? Is that what it was? Is it, I can't I've remember. I've never played any of those. It's like Pixel was Junk. Was this game Eden, part of Pixel the Pixel Junk shooter? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Eden is the only one I really remember well, but there was uh, no, there was Monsters. monsters pixel Junk Monsters. Is this a Pixel Junk game? No. Oh man. Is it Sound Shapes? No, it is not. Sound <laughs> oh, oh no. 
This game was an action game released on the PlayStation Network in 2007. It's a zombie and I have game. Fond memories of playing it with Greg Miller in the IGN it's office. It's a zombie game. Shadow isn't Complex? It? No, it's called Pain. Oh, the one where you throw yeah. your dude ragdoll everywhere. Dude. Oh, yeah, Pain was really. Yeah. Wow. This was I didn't remember. I, I owned and played a lot of Pain, but I didn't remember it was PSN only. Me neither. Is this an Explosion Man like? Well, no, no. Explosion Man is like a it, platformer. You just launch, it's like, it's kind of like a burnout like. You launch your guy and cause as or much like Goat Simulator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. They don't I've make never games this. like this, this looks, anymore. No. This no. totally looks like a IGN office hit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> we liked it. And they, the thing that I really remember about Pain is that this was the only level in the game. That's how it launched. And that's actually it, why Greg, so Greg Miller reviewed it. He gave it, even though we had a blast with it, he gave it a 6.8 because this is all, it was launched with one level and one guy, and that's it. And then they added more stuff later. <clears throat> um, which was unusual at the time to do yeah, updates like that. Yeah. But this was like an early PSN game, and it was an early hit for them. I think this actually sold really well. And then they released it on disc in Europe only, but not for us. Mm. And then, um, mm, oh yeah, I see so... a lot of uh, naughty jokes happening in this. Yeah, and I don't... I, real mature video games. Real mature video games. <laughs> I don't think it's available anymore. I think it's gone the way of Infinity Blade. But by the end, they've added, <sighs> they've added characters like Santa Claus, the editor-in-chief of Famitsu Magazine. <laughs> they added him <laughs> to the game. They added Elvira, Flavor Flav, cool. George Takei, and David Hasselhoff. I mean, Great. what year cool. did this come out? 2007? 2007. That feels right. Yeah, yeah. That, that feels all, right. That all tracks. And then um, Greg's Miller, wow. Greg Miller's review of this game for IGN begins with, it was somewhere around the time GameScoop's own Damon Hatfield pulled back on the human slingshot, launched Jarvis through the air, snagged grandmother by her hair, dragged her down a staircase leading to a subway, and slammed into an exploding crate that I realized how much fun pain can be. Yeah. Yeah. The game, that was like, so it had this one stage, that was it, but it was super, super, super dense and like yeah. packed with like, like there was this little teeny tiny way that you could get your character down into the subway. And then there was like a whole subway you could bounce around in and like explode in. That was pretty hard to find. So it was full of these like deep layered Easter eggs. Well, nicely like try. Like that. Nicely yeah. try, everyone. Thank you for the suggestion. Andrew in Belfast, Ireland. Viewers, listeners, Ooh. you have your own suggestions for questions hard mode guys that was that hard was mode. Yeah. One, although i'm not like i'm not even like usually i'm all disappointed and upset when we lose but i feel like that was like straight up like we got there we got close but then you know and then an honest loss 2007 feels so long ago when i see that like wow that feels very different than what i thought it ps3 felt like sure enough yeah it's like you know i'm never trying to pick Something so obscure you wouldn't pick it. That's a game that I, th I think yeah. people would remember if they were reminded of it, but don't think about it very yeah. often. That sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know how I missed it. Like that was Square, and when I was like freelancing for IGN and covering stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I had an Xbox only for a little while, so maybe that's why. But man, same here. I played all the other games we talked about here. You know, like you weren't working in, especially that zombie one with the little guy. Oh, oh yeah, which is great. That's called the last guy, right? Shh. Last I guy. was thinking of the Dead last Nation guy. is Dead the game Nation. I was thinking of. Yeah, and then Jess was trying to think of Super Stardust HD, but then you guys That's conflated right. that with the PS4 launch one, uh, which now I can't. Remember <laughs> I that can't game. remember the name of it. That was with the the voxel. Yeah, the yeah. Games. Uh, re. Yeah. That's the Defender like. Yeah. It starts with an R. I know that. Rezogun. Yeah. Rezogun. 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 There it is. 
They, the, uh, you know, Sam, you'll be happy. I'm on the pain wiki. Two of the DLC stages were Mor- Morningwood High School okay. and, a- a- and Area 69 and okay. one that I, I don't even want to read off the name of. So. Real mature video games. So that yep, was it's that um, kind of game. It was developed by Idle Hands, which now is Deck Nine. And now they make uh, what spinoffs of Life is Strange. And they're doing the um, Expanse game the, for Telltale. The Expanse, the Telltale, yeah. Telltale. yeah. Yeah, So it's just. How weird that the guys that are the two that made pain is making these completely different. They did the, they did the recent Life is Strange spinoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, is that full of dirty jokes too? I think that's, <laughs> that's where Ryan Clements went to work. I think when he left IGN. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, he's at Ryan now. now but yeah. Right, but for a time, he was yeah, at yeah. Nine, right? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Whoa, what a crazy industry. I've just I've been here so long. So many things have happened. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, viewers, listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions or uh, e- questions for us on the show, email them to me at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Nick, for joining me in studio here today. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Sam and Justin. Thank you for everyone working behind the scenes in our studio here in LA to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women bobby cannavale you can eat it or if someone hits you you can put it on your cut melanie linsky i wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet jason ritter i can break things and pick locks and kill people michael stuhlbarg the whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better ari grainer no don't whet its appetite what are you an idiot me justin bartha that's not just any egg cream that's a lemke's special and all narrated by the hilarious richard kind this is the story of harry dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.